0: Welcome to the Rocket Breed, where we take about 10 minutes and tell you what we've been covering on Redstone Arsenal. I'm Jonathan Stinson for the Redstone Rocket. This is the February 21st edition. A break in a main sewage line impacted the normal operation of post last week. Many workers were asked to work from home, and if they were on post, not to flush anything down the toilets to eliminate stress on the sewage line. The break was first reported Thursday, and while crews were working to restore services, the line split again, affecting more areas on the installation. Once the break was repaired, crews methodically restarted the system Friday in an effort to avoid any more ruptures in the sewage line, according to the Directorate of Public Works. The system was fully operational by Friday evening, though crews continued to shore up the sewage system over the next several days. The construction zone you might have noticed on the east side of Redout Road near Gate 9 is the second phase of improvements for the secure section of the Enhanced Use Lease Development called Redstone Gateway. According to Jake Roth, Chief of Master Planning with the Garrison's Directorate of Public Works, the new project on the north side of the secure parcel includes the extension of Goss Road from the Lynx Golf Course to the already completed roundabout at secured gateway. He said the project will allow drivers traveling from Gate 9 to Goss Road to use the traffic light at the secured gateway to cross Rideout Road and get on Goss Road. This will eliminate the U-turn on Rideout Road south of Gate 9. According to Roth, the change makes the drive from Gate 9 to Goss Road safer and more convenient. He noted that the Goss Road work is a small piece of an overall project with the city of Huntsville, which includes mass grading along with utility and infrastructure work for the future construction of privately leased buildings within the Redstone Gateway. You can read more about the project on page one. Space Command's new leader traveled to Redstone Arsenal February 12th for his first official visit to the Space and Missile Defense Command, which is Spacecom's Army Service Component Command. General Stephen Whitting, who assumed his role as a combat commander on January 10th, met with team members and learned how their mission supports Space Command. According to the General, the Army is vital to the success of the Joint Force, and SMDC is vital to the success of U.S. Space Command. Army Materiel Command honored Black History Month with keynote speaker Peter Byrd, an author and storyteller who took attendees through a series of photos of his ancestors, whom he referred to as trailblazers who paved the way for him and his family today. During the observance at Bob Jones Auditorium on February 12th, students from Scruggs Academy recited the stories of historical figures Sojourner Truth and Frederick Douglass. Photos from the event are on page 29. After a restructuring to the Army's Sexual Harassment Assault Response and Prevention Program, Redstone Arsenal is realigning the reporting chain for its sexual assault response coordinators and victim advocates. Following directives from the Secretary of Defense's Independent Review Commission on Sexual Assault, SHARP program officials will now report directly to the installation senior commander. The change, according to the SHARP program, will provide optimal victim assistance and reporting opportunities to service members, their families, and DOD civilians, as well as expert support to commanders and the oversight needed to appropriately execute the program's mission. According to Jewel Loving, Redstone's lead sexual assault response coordinator, the new SHARP structure implements a no-wrong-door approach. She said, our main concern is offering resources to ensure the services that we provide are recovery oriented, as well as culturally competent and gender inclusive. If you need assistance, the Redstone 24-7 Sharp Hotline is 256-924-0795, or you can call the DOD self-help line at 877 995 5247. Retired Lieutenant Colonel John Haynes received the Order of St. Maurice Medallion, a National Infantry Association Award, February 17th at the U.S. Veterans Memorial Museum in Huntsville. The award recognizes individuals who have contributed significantly to the promotion of infantry in ways that stand out in the eyes of the recipient, seniors, subordinate, and peers. St. Maurice is the patron saint of the infantry branch. Hames said, to me, it was an honor and an accomplishment to put on the crossed rifles. Over the years, when training future Army officers, I've tried to convey to them the fact that it's an honor to be an infantryman, a ground pounder. You can read more about Hames's story on page 30. The Aquatic Center is offering an American Red Cross lifeguard certification class next month. Registration for the course is open through March 3rd and must be made in person at the Aquatic Center located at 3705 Araby Road from 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. The class runs March 17th through the 21st from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. It is open to the public for ages 15 and up. The fee is $250 per student and must be paid on the first day of the class after the initial skill test has been completed. The online portion of the course will be emailed to participants on March 6th, and it must be completed by the first day of class. Also, the first day of class will have a mandatory skills portion, which includes a 300-yard non-stop swim, either front crawl or breaststroke, a time drill in which the participant must rescue and swim with a 10-pound brick out of the water across the pool, and a 2-minute tread without using their hands. Students must attend all in-person class times. Failure to complete the in-person skills or the online portion will result in withdrawal from the class. Certification does not guarantee a position. Once participants have their certifications, they must apply through USAjobs.gov. For more information, call 256-313-1200. Joseph Pelfrey, the new director of Marshall Space Flight Center, shared developments in NASA's Artemis program last week, along with his thoughts about what lies ahead for the agency. The Artemis program plans to land humans on the moon for the first time in 50 years and be a launching point for future missions to Mars. Pelfrey said, Marshall, in 20 years, will have a vibrant future. In 20 years, in 2044, I expect we'll see human missions to Mars, we'll have a sustained presence on the moon, astronauts living in habitats developed by Marshall Space Flight Center, flying in spacecraft developed by Marshall Space Flight Center, and I believe we'll have a vibrant workforce that is making sure all those missions can be accomplished. You can read more from the Director's Press Conference on the front of our federal section on page 31. A new NASA-funded study is helping scientists better understand some of the mysteries beneath the surface of the moon. The study revealed that the moon is still geologically active and presents evidence that tectonic faults, generated as the moon's interior gradually cools and shrinks, are found near some of the areas NASA identified as candidate landing regions for Artemis III. The first Artemis mission planned to have a crewed lunar landing. Renee Weber, chief scientist of Marshall Space Flight Center and co-author of the study, said, This study looked at tectonic faults and steep slopes in the lunar south polar region and found that some areas are susceptible to seismic shaking and regolith landslides. Once identified, scientists were able to create a map showing where seismic hazards were located near the tectonic faults and steep slopes. Also, the study discovered that relatively small, young thrust faults, called lobate scarps, are widely distributed in the lunar crust. That does it for this week's Rocket Brief. You can find all of those stories and more on newsstands now. Or visit us online at www.theredstonerocket.com.